This is another episode of the Backstage Sports Podcast. I'm Joe Connor. Ooh, I'm JT Harker. Uh, straight off the top rope. And today we have a very special guest with us. We're, we might um, go way off the rails today because we are, we are kicking it with uh, one of our homies, one of our brothers. Uh, this is family, so we might get a little too comfortable today. If you do, please forgive us. Um, let's, let's respect the resume like we say we always do on the show. So he is a phenomenal guitar player, producer, um, he has uh, he has done a, a lot of work across genres from country to rock to pop. He's he just um, is is as of late been working with his beautiful girlfriend, who we all know and love, um, Alexandria Corn or Acorn, which is her alter ego, her pop alter ego, producing some of her pop records. Um, he's the guitar player. There we are. And he's <laughs> Acorn. He uh, he's also uh, known to be the guitar player for country rising star Sam Grove, who we also all know um, and love. But today he is backstage with us. His name is Alex Seller. Welcome to the show, bro. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on, bro. You forgot he also does the most popular version of Hot Summer Nights. Oh, yeah, he does. Um, <laughs> That's right. Man, if I... If, if he I also, gotta find that, he also, we, I'm gonna play that at some point. He also <laughs> holds the blood alcohol uh, level record at Stony yep. Sacramento. Yes. Twenty nine. <laughs> what was it? What was it, Al? Twenty nine. Twenty nine. So we were okay. So little full disclosure. We have toured. Uh, we we've toured extensively together. Before he moved, he lived. He now lives in Nashville. But before he moved to Nashville, we toured extensively together. Um, and we were in NorCal. We were in yeah. Sacramento. And yeah. uh, Alexand Alex saw a uh, a a what what was what was the machine a called? Breathalyzer a breathalyzer on the wall. A breathalyzer machine, and he felt challenged. <laughs> he felt challenged by the breathalyzer. <laughs> And he went over and challenged the breathalyzer and mm -hmm. he won. He, won. Uh, he hit the record. What was the record? Well, 29, <laughs> which I think, I, I don't know. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know what it is really. But I said 29 as I high-fived everybody. You got, one, <laughs> you got 189, right? And that was one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, one. <laughs> 1.89, for those of you who don't know, is more than double the legal limit. It's high. It's really hot. That was a good one. I didn't dance with that guy with a feather boa, though. You didn't, though. <laughs> no. but, uh, but Joe did. So we took it. We covered all bases. That was, that was, to this day, out of all the shows we played, and we had a bunch of fun, but that one was the most fun I think I, I, I had. That was brilliant. Easily. That was, that was uh, a good one. Yeah. And I was <laughs> yeah. completely stoned in the car for half of it. <laughs> sitting by myself. What was that? The, so the first trip up there, Joe was when our van got broken into and your shit got stolen, right? Yep. Yeah, I don't think that was that trip though. That was that, that was the first one, and then that trip was when we played downtown LA and it was hot as balls. Yeah. And then we went up the next day and played near Sacramento and that was hot as balls. Yeah, yeah. Right, and then the next right, and then the next day we played Stony. Like he like he <laughs> the last minute right on the side room. I think yeah. So. Yeah, was yeah, that like was 114 up there or something. It was, it was, it was hell up there. Um, so you're in Nashville right now. Uh, tell us yep. a little bit about what's been, what's your new normal like? Uh, you know, what's it like up there in Nashville? I, I, I had a couple of friends that I was 
doing a, a project with a couple weeks ago and they they came back to LA from Nashville and they were saying that like you know they were telling me a, a story about how Nashville was open and when they opened everybody kind of went out and then was like all right we did that and then went back in <laughs> so <laughs> they, were, they were like so but that but Nashville is like pretty much open and everything so What's um yeah. what's the situation with Nashville and what's it like with the with the with the with the business down there? Oh man, uh, everything really is wide open here, but uh it's supposed to be half capacity, but the problem is they let everybody in anyway. So it keeps <laughs> getting shut back down. Like if you go downtown, it's shoulder to shoulder in every bar with no masks or nothing. Oh my god. Oh, but they still have the mask mandate though. Uh yes, I believe so. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't know. This place is full. It's like Southern Florida, but in Tennessee. Yeah, People, nobody cares. <laughs> yeah. So what's what's the uh, so I know I know that uh, you your band Sam Sam's band Sam Grow has been doing some spot dates here and there. What's the situation like with the, with the with the work? Is there is it just like sparse, like it kind of is here? Or I know they they opened up Broad Broadway. Um, I heard Broadway's that, that, that guys are back playing on Broadway like like all night now, and they're open like all hours again, right? Oh yeah, but for us, we played ninety shows last year during the pandemic. Uh, Damn, during the pandemic? Yeah, last year like twenty 2020, twenty, not twenty nineteen. Twenty twenty, we played ninety. 91 or 92 shows but uh it was just me and him acoustic and uh he put out a feeler for people to book us private so it wasn't venues we'd I go saw to houses. That. yeah you guys were doing like backyard shows and going to different spots little events and stuff yeah we didn't have the bus or anything we took his truck and we drove everywhere did all uh -huh. these little shows and then now venues are starting to book us back yeah yeah and i think we have like nine sold out shows coming up in april wow that's but awesome. it's still acoustic oh so still not full band stuff yet no i think that's gonna be june okay okay yeah i mean shows are coming back i i have a tour that's coming up with otherwise if you guys haven't uh gone and get Hell tickets yeah. and check that out yet we have, we are have a tour uh next month in april we're going to all the you know the red states and it's just gonna be a bunch of trump um, Trumpers there, so that that'll be awesome. Uh, but we'll be working. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, I saw our buddy Joe Davini is 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 playing with um Tyler. They have a they booked the show. It might be Stoney's Vegas out here. Um, and I think that's full band. Um, Dude, I'll be there in two weeks. Oh, really? Are you guys doing yep. full band? Oh, you guys aren't doing full band though. No, it's acoustic. Okay, okay. Yeah. Toad, Toad was texting me the other day talking about how they're getting it going again. That's all. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. They got a couple of weekends already booked out over there in Vegas and uh, at Stony. So, and, and LA just, LA has just allowed indoor dining starting this week and um, they're allowing God. some concerts to come back. So, we're going to see some um, some concerts come back. I, I was uh, on the last project I was on when I was out with Diamante. You know, her boyfriend plays for Hell Lit. Yeah. And um, he was telling me that uh, they have some shows coming up uh, that they booked. They, they're in like some offy towns. We were joking about it. They were like in the middle. What, what of <laughs> play for lit drums. He plays drums for lit. Okay, very cool. Yeah, yeah, great guy. And uh, he said lit's like you know they 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 picked up some full band aids and they're they're about to go in the East Bubble Fuck you know somewhere and, you, and you do know, like some you know festivals. Those, you know those Pop Off Brothers own the Slide Bar where we used to. Play. Oh yeah, in Fullerton. Yeah, they yeah. 
Oh, wow. That, I did not know that. That Small guy world. that would hang out with us was the, he wasn't the singer. He was like the bass player, I think, the brother. The guitar player. Guitar player. Oh, Jeremy wow. Popoff. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy Popoff. <laughs> Jeremy Popoff. Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe they sold it now. I don't know, but. Sidebar was awesome. I, I like playing. Their food was good. Yeah, I like. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. It was a cool spot. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, that's a good thing though. Uh, we we'll see some shows coming back and um and and maybe, uh uh you know some some local spots opening up too and, and starting to do some more stuff because so far it's just been um Trump County USA out here that's been having shows in Orange County. That's it, and nowhere else. <laughs> they don't care. And hey, nowhere else. It, just it, Orange it, County. Shout out to Big Shots and Rim because yeah. they do. They've not- been going since March. It feels like <laughs> they're like what pandemic. <laughs> they've been rocking out so that's interesting but i but but um it's funny because uh alex was talking before we hopped on alex was talking about um nashville being born and i was just talking about how i want to go i miss nashville <laughs> i'm like maybe not you know so yeah it, it, it's all perspective right because nashville you know it, it's a lot of the same stuff so it can it's a lot of the same stuff yeah yep. it can get a little bit boring but then if it's pandemic it's just extra. Yeah. yeah. People are out, but Alex ain't playing Broadway. Right. So it's no. Not like, it's, not like Alex, <laughs> it's not like Alex is out. You know what right, I mean? Right. Right. <laughs> and, and once you've That's been to Broadway, cool. you've been to Broadway. So. Right. Yes, exactly. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm not going to go. Never changes. I'm not going to go back to Nashville and just be on Broadway all weekend. Like, <laughs> hell no. I'll be in, I'll be in Alex's living room more than I'll probably be in <laughs> That's Broadway. Right. Having a ball with Seamus. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seamus is Alex's dog, by the way. Hey, Joe, but before, <laughs> just, just FYI, just letting you know, my battery's at 24% and it, it drains quick. So just, just letting you know. Okay. <laughs> if, if you lose me, that's why. Oh, okay. Okay. So let's let's get a move on then before his. <laughs> I also give a shout out to the Westlake Hills White Sox. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The unis today. How about that? Look at that. Boom. The oh, superstar so Austin Hawker. God number 14. The White Sox might finally have a chance at winning something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tell me the White Sox don't have the most badass uniforms of all time. Yeah, that's dope. Right? That's super dope. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's get into it. We got a lot to get into, but I, I warned you guys that we would get off the rails today. So um I didn't lie. Uh <laughs> Real quick, jumping jumping into the MVP race, um, they were talking about Joel Embiid um, being a front runner the past couple of weeks. I call him um, Mr. Glass. I said this. <laughs> I said it. That's his superpower. He's Mr. Glass, um, yeah. which is appropriate because me and the uh, the wifey were watching the Avengers this weekend, and um, he's maybe a new superhero. You know, maybe that's his <laughs> that's his new thing. Mister, Mister Joe, did you see the? Um... What were the movies? Uh, Alex, you know the movies that I'm talking about, right? By M. Night Sh- Shyamalan? The ones Signs? With- no, the ones with Mr. Glass. Oh, Mr. Glass. Uh, with- and they were on the train. Yeah, exactly. One, uh, one I think, was Mr. Shattered. Glass. Shattered. But there's three of them. They're badass movies, dude. But uh, um, Samuel Jackson plays Mr. Glass. It's badass. Oh, I, I want to Oh, yeah. That. They're good but- movies. Anyway, Mr. Shit. Glass, a.k.a. Joel Embiid, suffers a bone bruise and is expected to be out two to three weeks. This is why I said I didn't think he was going to be – he wasn't my MVP front runner, but I thought that his issue was going to be staying healthy. He had already been – I didn't like him for MVP over LeBron at the time that we initially talked about this, JT, because 
he had already missed six or seven games at the time that we had this conversation a couple weeks ago. Now he's going to miss more games um, and, and more weeks. Who knows? Two to three. He's, he's set to be reevaluated in two weeks. I would also like to add that in the last 15 years, Joe has not liked anyone for MVP. Other than <laughs> this is accurate. I, I, somebody bring me somebody who deserved it. Okay. Yeah. I still haven't found them. Okay. So yes, this is true. Don't dispute that at all. Um, so the, I guess the question is, will this, will, will him, for me, the answer is yes, but I'll throw it out there. Will him being out suffering this bone bruise and being out two to three weeks hurt his MVP chances in your eyes? Because for most, a lot, most people had him as a front runner. And, and so I'm not sure where, how far out they had him, you know, but yeah, I'll give, I'll give the easy answer, which we all know is true. If he comes back and he's fine and plays like he did before and the Sixers still nab, which is an if, but I think even if they end up in second in the East, I think he still gets it because solely because if the Lakers end up fourth or fifth, which in the playoffs doesn't really matter anyway, but if they do, I just think for the votes for regular season MVP, LeBron won't get it for that, for only that reason, not because he doesn't deserve it. But yeah, I I think he still gets it. But dude, I'll tell you, in my opinion, who I think really should be, even though it's a weird year, he missed some time because of switching teams and all that. Dude, James Harden is incredible. Yeah. I look at his their numbers every day they have a game, and every day I look at his numbers, it looks something along the lines of, I think this was the other night, 31, 15, and 15. That's insane. Yeah. Those are insane numbers. 30, 18, and 12. I mean, every night <laughs> my thing with with James Harden is James Harden is disqualified because of all the bullshit that he pulled in Houston. Um, so I, I can't I, I can't put I can't have him seriously talk about him being a, a real contender and MVP race because he like just kind of like bullshitted around for I don't know. What was it? Six, seven, eight weeks, a couple months there in Houston yeah. and then, you know, kind of pissed his way out through a temper tantrum and ended up in New York with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. So to me, it's like, nah. Yeah, I feel you. I, but the numbers are crazy though. Crazy. I mean, yeah, but his numbers are always crazy. He's, he's a, he's, yeah. a walking, he's a walking joystick. Like, yeah. you know, it doesn't like. I've never seen this complete a numbers though on a nightly basis. And I yeah. think just bringing him up to play point is just, he's just like, just scores when he wants to not when you know, he doesn't have to anymore. It, it's just, it's incredible to watch. Yeah. He, I mean, he, he's, he's, he's been balling. I, I'm not going to take that away from him, but um, to me, it's just like, you know, it's not really taking his, his year in totality into it. I'm not really like impressed by it. You know, he's, he, like I said, he's playing alongside well, Kyrie well, let, let me, been out let in me, and out of the lineup. But let me ask you this, Joe, if, if let's say the Lakers end up in, fourth or fifth in the West, do you still say it should go to LeBron? Oh, it depends on how everybody else is playing. Like to me, to me, yes, <laughs> almost um, to me, who, who else deserves it? If they end up fourth or fifth and the MVP race is kind of the same where you have like, you know, who, who else would deserve it? Right. So you, you have uh, uh, Joel Embiid, who's been injured. You're not going to give it to James Harden is disqualified to me. I, I <laughs> I have I haven't even seen a precedent of somebody doing I you know we talked about it a while ago. The only the, the other the only thing that's comparable to me was Vince Carter. And Vince Carter had that record setting year, but he like 
pissed his way out of town, ended up in the Nets, I think. And he finished third or fourth in MVP voting. So it's like the the precedent isn't even there for James Harden to do what he did and then be a serious MVP candidate. So Mm -hmm. to me, James Harden is disqualified. And then after that, it's like, who do you, who are you, who are we realistic? I mean, we're not, not Giannis, not, you know, it's not going to be Kevin Durant or somebody like that. So to me, it's like, even even if the Nets end up first in the East though, yeah, I don't care. It's the East. The East, the East is the is the biggest shit show this year to me than than it's been in in forever. The 76ers are, are the, a team that you thought weren't even going to make the playoffs as first in the East right now. Yeah, but but you think Milwaukee they- who underachieves is is after them, and then you have Miami who who what the fuck's going on with Miami? Same they're, thing with Boston. They're, they're doing exactly what I told you they do. They're they're now in fourth. Yeah, they are, but that's what I'm saying. Like they're just unpredictable, and they're kind of all over the place. You know, it's just a, it's just a. So being being first or second in the East isn't impressive to me at all. East is a bigger shit show when you've got the Clippers, who we saw what they did last year, and the Suns and the Jazz are in the first and second seed in the West. Yeah, the Clippers are actually a good team. Yeah, but the Jazz and the Suns, a lot of people are also a really good team. Out of the yeah, but no one expected them to be one and two. Right, they're not supposed to be ahead of the Lakers and the Clippers. Right. That's not that's not a shit show. No, why is it? Because they're overachieving. That doesn't make it a shit show. Well, what's the we're talking. The difference is difference we're talking about teams that vastly underachieve in the East, and right now in the West, we're talking about teams that are overachieving. So that's that makes it the the difficulty is higher in the West because those teams are actually you have you you have not only the teams that people thought was going to be there like the Portland Trailblazers and the Denver Nuggets and the Clippers who you knew was going to be there from last year but now you have teams that we saw getting better the the the, the Phoenix Suns ended their year in a bubble on like an eight game win streak no one even yeah, they, they didn't even lose yeah. the game and so they fit they came back I, and they're second I, I in the West. the West I agree that the West is stronger top to bottom I just don't think the top like the Jazz and the Suns being first and second was not supposed to happen that, that's, that's I agree that's not a that's not a demerit on the West to me it that just means just, that they're overachieving to me that's just as much of a shit show as the Sixers who actually on paper actually are a very good team and Embiid playing like a maniac is you know that, that that's the makings of a first seed and, and the Nets are obviously the making of a first or second seed. The shit show is the teams that are as of a couple weeks ago, they are the East, the Eastern, the playoff picture in the East only had three teams that were over 500. You being good isn't a shit show. You being 28 and 10, which is the Utah Jazz record, is not a shit show. You being 26 and 12 is not a shit show. You being 17 and 22 and being in a race for the eighth seed is a shit show. You being 20 and 20 and being seventh place in your conference and about to make the playoffs, that's a shit show. That's what I mean. You like the, 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 isn't the, the Hornets. West, isn't, the, isn't the West the same thing? <clears throat> the Mavericks no. are an eighth at 500. No. No, the, 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 the eighth team are the are the Mavericks. They're 20 and eight. They're 20 and 18. And then you have San Antonio in the seventh seed, who's 20 and 16. Portland is 22 and 16, which is a good team. Then you have Denver at 23 and 16. They're all these are all great teams. These, these are teams that would blow out that will sweep any team in the East. The Mavericks will not sweep any team in the East, but they're two games above 500. Yes, they're okay. in the eighth seat. Okay, they're two. I mean, that, but I'm just saying that's barely above the, 500. The eighth seed and the, the eighth seed in the in the Eastern Conference is not above 500. That's my point. That's what I'm saying. Like you have you have teams where that don't have winning records that are for sure going to make the playoffs in the East. That's a shit show. You you all the 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 bottom of, of the East and the Western Conference is is basic. Yeah, I'm just, not I'm not saying again. I'm not I'm not saying the East is is 
equal top to bottom to the West. I'm just saying, I, I don't think it looks like that big of a shit show. The teams that a lot of people thought would be on top are on top. And the, and the teams that maybe not everybody picked, but I picked a lot of these teams to be in the playoffs because they just look better. The Hornets I picked to be in the playoffs. Everyone's all up. Oh my God, the Hornets. They're not good teams though. That's what I'm saying. The Hornets wouldn't be in the playoffs if they were in the West. That's what no, makes they, it a shit. That's what I'm saying. Like the, these aren't good teams. The East is a shit show because Boston has been super inconsistent all year and has been underachieving. They're fifth. They're going to, you know, they're a shoe in for the playoffs. Miami super inconsistent all year. If you watch them play, they're not a good team. They're fourth. The Buccaneers who underachieve every year in the playoffs are third. The Brooklyn Nets whose starters but, have but, been, but, who but, haven't but, even, but, we but, can agree that the Brooklyn Nets starters haven't even played a consistent but, five, but, six but, games. They're second in the conference. That would never happen in the West. But didn't we expect Milwaukee and the Nets to be in the top three seats? Yeah. In Boston to be in the yeah. top four? Yeah, the, the point there, is. I mean, they're there and we expected it. I, I, when I think shit show, I think like, oh my God, like, this is not what was supposed to happen, and it's happening. You know, that's, that's no, no, what, that's not what I. That's not that, that's not my definition. Something being unexpected is just unexpected. Like uh, uh, the Phoenix Suns being in, in a two seed is just unexpected. It's not a shit show because they're a good team. Look, their record is twenty six and twelve, and they're in the West. That's that. That is that's not a shit show. That just yeah, that 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 that's not a shit show. That just means that they've overachieved, which is just them being good. It's just the Western Conference where you're you're you're. Your competition is tougher. You had the the. I'm not surprised by the Phoenix Suns because we we talked about them last year and I saw how they they played at the end of the bubble and then they brought Chris Paul there. I expected the Phoenix Suns to be good. I didn't expect them to expect them to be seed, but that doesn't make them a shit show. A shit show would be if they were three games under 500 and then they were in the sixth seed. Like that's the shit show to me, especially when you have all of these teams. Everybody in the West is everybody that's in the playoffs seating in in the West is expected to be there. All these teams, I. Dallas, San Antonio, Portland, Denver. These are all solid teams. The Clippers, the Lakers, they're all solid teams. I all I expected all of them to be there. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm just not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not moved by, you know, the Brooklyn Nets, you know, being in the two seed or James Harden scoring 30 <clears throat> every night because he's playing the New York Knicks and the Atlanta Hawks. Like, I don't care whoa, about whoa, that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But the NBA, they they play the Western Conference too. <laughs> like, yeah, but they don't play them as much. So they you 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 can you can pad your numbers on the bottom feeders, which is the same thing that everybody said about the East when LeBron was there. Now, nobody was talking about, I don't want to hear nothing about what well, they play the West too. Cause nobody said that shit to when we were, when everybody was trashing LeBron for running through the East when he was. Well, I like to distinguish as I always do that. I'm not everybody. So don't take it out on me, but, well, <laughs> but, but I, but I do think that the East has gotten better at the top than it has been. I don't think it top to bottom is great, but I, I think the top has gotten better because I, because I like the heat. I like the nets. I mean, I, I picked the Nets. The only team that's better to me is, is the Brooklyn nets. The, the, the Sixers are the same to me. They're just taking advantage of the East being trash, which no, is, no, no, which no, is no, kind of no. what you thought at the beginning of the season. No, no, no. The Sixers are way better than they were last year. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't agree with that. I just think the East is a mess. Like, I don't think that they're not astronomically better than they were than, than they were last year. I, I think that they're taking advantage of Milwaukee taking a step backwards. Milwaukee didn't get better. They got worse. The 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 heat kind of just leveled out. The Boston Celtics are underachieving. You have the uh, the Hornets that are overachieving. They're they're a bunch of young talent. They got their years away from actually being a contender. They're cute. Then you have the Nets and the Hawks. <laughs> 
Well, they're in the, they're you know, in the, it's just like, they're in the six seed. You're not supposed to be contending in the six seed. In the East, you are. It's a, That's what. That's oh, the point. No, you don't. No. Why wouldn't they? Why? What team in the East would keep them from the six seed? What team in the East would keep them? What do you mean? Like I, I'm saying, I'm saying, if you're a six seed, you're not you're not expected to be competing. You're not you're not supposed to be competing for a chip. No, no, no. That that's what I'm saying. No, no. I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying that they're in the six seed and they're cute, but they're not they're not a they're not a real contender. So it's there's no there's no team in the Eastern Conference to me that is that is that is rocking anybody's world that that would make. Philly being in the one seat, super impressive. Like, I'm not, I expected a lot of this, this, I, we talked about this in the summertime. Like, I expected this to be a shit show when, when we were arguing about the Sixers making the playoffs. I said, not only are the Sixers going to make the playoffs, they're going to be a higher seed because the East is a, is a shit show. I remember saying that in the summertime, we have an almost the same argument in the summertime because I knew that the East would pan out like this. It would be a mess. So, so let me ask you this. Where would the Nets be in the Western Conference right now? Uh, right now they would probably what's what's their record now they 20 they would probably be uh in that fourth or fifth seed with with the clippers in denver okay so do they have a chance to win a championship or, or do they have not a chance in hell they have a chance i mean they're going to come out the, they're going to come out of the east so they're going to be in the final so if you make it to the final oh, you, you, you have them beating the sixers uh, I, I think they could. I mean, I didn't, I didn't, you know, we didn't d- play out those scenarios, but sure. I mean, the, the Sixers, their best player can't stay healthy. This is the point. This is my point of calling the Sixers. The Sixers are the number one team in the East right now. Their best player is going to be out two to three weeks. And we just talked about how he was the glass man. So this is what I mean by first the East all, being a shit all, show. It's Mr. That's your glass. best team. Mr. Glass. Well, <laughs> whatever. Um. So moral of the story is, uh, the six it's Joel being out is for sure going to hurt his <clears throat> cases. We think yeah, he's done. He's yeah. not getting it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't see that happening. First of all, what is a bone bruise? How do you bruise a bone? I don't know. Ask glass man. I've actually yeah. several bone bruises. It's just a different type. Oh, there you go. Uh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're going and then it accidentally slips out and then you jam it. <laughs> Oh, and it like cracks even, yeah. and you're like, son of a. Yeah, that makes sense to me. That, that actually makes sense to me. Um, Different. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know how you. I thought that he actually pulled something or or tore something. The way it, his, look, it looked bad. He went. If yeah, you could see, yeah. If this is is my, if my wrist is his knee, his knee did that. Yeah, it looked. Oh. Bad. And I was like, oh, your knee's not supposed to do that. So I thought that he tore something. Yeah, it looked so, bad. I don't know. I guess a bone bruise is just another way of saying. Although, although this, that is a hyperextension type of thing. That's what it looked like. Yeah. Typically, it, those aren't supposed to be as serious. But the way he went down, I was and how big he is and how much, how much power is coming down on those legs. I was like, I don't know. This looks pretty bad. <laughs> but yeah, it didn't look good. Um. So we'll we'll see how that plays out. But you know, it's the who knows how the East is going to play out right now. Like you said, Miami is coming on. So, I know how it's going to play out. The Nets are going to destroy everybody, and then they're going to go win a chip. I don't know. I don't know about that. Slow down on the chip part. But but the you Nets, slow down on the chip part. Them coming, them coming. <laughs> you slow down. <laughs> <laughs> the Nets. You say you tell me to slow down. You say you tell me to slow down. I can't breathe, y'all. <laughs> uh, 
the the Nets. It looks like the net the the East is paving the way for the Nets because they're everybody is such a mess. They're either a mess or they're young, and so that's just gonna lead the way for the most stacked team in the league. Dude, I'm gonna tell you to come what. out of the. Of I'm gonna tell you what. Come playoff time, the Heat are gonna be nasty again. I mean, they're already looking that. They've been on a big winning streak. They're gonna be nasty. Milwaukee, we'll see if they've improved. Hopefully, nah, they have. they ain't gonna do nothing. The Celtics, are <laughs> as, the Celtics are as experienced as anybody. The Celtics are worse. The Heat are. But, but come playoff time, it's not regular season. The, all those teams will be ready. The Nets obviously are gonna be legit, and the Sixers will see. The the best prediction of future behavior is past behavior, and all the Boston Nets have done in the past playoffs is choke and underachieve. They've done it the for. Uh, the Boston, the Boston Celtics, the, they, they might as well be the Boston Nets. Who, who knows? Um, <laughs> I have a different take on that because they, they, they had, they're not supposed to have been winning championships already. I know they're ahead of no, the they were supposed to at least make the finals. They, who, they were never supposed to make the final. They I were, they no. were they had Kyrie Irving. Everybody was raving about him. They had all this talent. Then it was, Oh, well, you got Jalen, well, but that was because they overachieved the year before. So the expectations blew up. Because without Kyrie, they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. But that was, like, super young. You know what I mean? Like, they were they were not supposed to be there. So then they, everyone's like, oh, now they're going to get Kyrie. Gordon Hayward's going to come back. The projection that they were on was not what they are now. If you if you, if you you talk to no, a diehard Boston Celtics fans, the, Boston Celtics fans are disappointed. 100%. Oh, of course. yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. If you're a if you're a Celtics fan, you're disappointed. But. Yeah, they're they're not they're not they're not on the trajectory that 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 I thought they would be or that most people th- thought that they would go. I, I saw them being I saw Jason Tatum taking leaps and bounds over where he is now. And now yeah. it's like, is he the star or is Jalen Brown the star? Yeah, it's like star. it's yeah. who knows what's going on with them. Yeah, that's true. Um Quinn Cook sent out a tweet that went viral and it was basically asking <laughs> about Magic and Larry Bird versus LeBron and KD. And he said, who would win versus this? He said, you know who I'm taking in the tweet. And, you know, people argue for, for days, literally, about this. In two um, on two? In two on two, Mag- yeah. Magic Johnson, Larry Bird versus LeBron and KD. Who are you taking? Al, who would you take? Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. What? Over Brian and KD? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's all right. No, that's right. I'm telling you, man, those 90s players, they were magical. Yeah, Magic ma- Magic is, is true to his name, but I think for me, it's the talent and, and the size, right? You have ke- well, seven-foot Kevin Durant, right? Is it is it like them meeting up today and playing, or is it Larry Bird and Magic Johnson from 20-something years no, ago? No, no, in their prime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm assuming okay. they would be in their prime. Not like 68-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> fucking magic shot. He was dying. Larry Bird, Larry Bird has heart problems. He can't go out there. And <laughs> yeah, no. No, that's not it. Um, okay. The, the, I'm going to tell you who would win and I'm going to tell you why. Well, first of all, when you when you're talking about players this great, a lot of times it comes down to who you give the ball to first. Cuz if Larry Bird, oh yeah. If Larry Bird is on a Larry Bird night at 6 foot 9 with that high release, he's not going to miss. So right. I, I, w- I wouldn't pick them, but if Larry Bird, it's like Steph Curry. If Steph Curry's having one of those nights, no one's beating him because he's not going to, he's going to throw it like this over his back from half. <laughs> <laughs> this is the, but this is reality in a two on two game with those, with those four guys, you've got LeBron James 
first of all, it's going to end in a fight because all Larry Bird is going to do every time LeBron goes to the hoop is foul the shit out of him to the point that they're going to be in a fight. <laughs> so the game's never going to end. But you can't stop LeBron James going to the hoop because he's way too fucking big. Yeah. He's bigger than, but he's as tall as Larry Bird, but he's bigger, right? And yeah, then you've yeah. got Kevin Durant at seven feet tall who can shoot from anywhere on the court. And yeah. they can both play defense. So, I mean, that, to me, that's a, that's a, it's a no brainer, but at the same time, <laughs> of course, Magic and Larry would have something to say about that. I mean, they're two great players. Yeah. I, I don't think it's, you know, we live in an era now where if you like one thing, you hate the other, right? If I say, I like the way JT sings and it's like, why do you hate how Alex sings? And it's like, that's not yeah. what I said. Like, <laughs> that's not at all what I said. The other thing with these debates too is people take, and I get it, it, it it's a mindset of, are we going Larry Bird and Magic, how their games were, that's it? Or are we going how Magic and Larry, if they grew up in today's game, would play today's game with their skill set? That's true. It is played way different but, now. Yeah, and but my thing is we just got to take what we saw because then – we're, this is already a a fantasy type of right, question, right? right? But yeah. I think when you start trying to predict what people would do, then it gets in. Well, now we're talking about aliens and yeah, all no, types of. It gets it's weird, like it like, gets super weird. Like people talk about that all the time when we talk about stuff like you know the, uh, the three point percentage that so and so had, and then people go, "Well, Jordan would shoot sixty percent from three. and it's like I, we don't know that because yeah, it, now it, we're right. we're giving them attributes. You know, we got to talk about what they were when we saw them play. No, for sure. Yeah. It gets weird, but the, the, the crazy thing is this. Like, we just saw, led by Steph Curry, the three-point game completely morph into a totally different thing. I mean, he yeah. literally changed the game. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, when Larry Bird was in the league, they had just adopted the three-point line. So, you know, it, it stands to reason that if the three-point line had been around his entire life, by the time he's getting to the league, he's shooting from, from you know, he. it's a different game to him. But – Games as is, Kevin Durant, LeBron James are beating Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. Yeah, came, yeah. As is, there's, <clears throat> you know, Larry. I mean, Larry Bird is is a, he was a great shooter. Um, he was he was he was a he was a good passer. Um, great at everything. I, I would I would pray for him if LeBron James was running at him oh, yeah, at I mean, full speed ahead. I'm sorry, <laughs> like the physical, like the physicality does not match up at all. And then you have um, you have Magic, who Magic was was you know tall was a was a tall point guard, um, a sizable guy. But then you have Kevin Durant, who's seven feet tall, but can shoot like he is Larry Bird. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So now we're talking about these hybrid players, you know, that have they're 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 all of these older players combined on steroids. That's what they are. Like LeBron James is a version, some version of like. Magic uh, uh, Johnson and Michael Jordan and Karl Malone, you know what I mean? All put together, right? So <laughs> him versus one of them really isn't fair. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so we just got to go from what we see today. Like I can't go, well, imagine if, you know, imagine if Reggie Miller was today, he would be, he would just train and he would be as big as LeBron. Like, I don't know that. Like, you know, who yeah. fucking knows what he would do, you know? Yeah, that's true. But yeah. when, when I do hear the debates, like how would this player play in today's era? You kind of have to do that because it's a different game. The rules are different. Yeah, there's a lot of things that are different. So I would, the rules, the rules being the rules, I can get. Like I can get with them adapting to rules. Like if you tell me they wouldn't be able to to hand check Michael Jordan, so he might he might score more. That to me isn't crazy. But to give him attributes, which which is to say. His mentality would have been completely different. Michael Jordan used to go smoke cigars before games, right? 
So damn right. Who's to say that he would that he would train differently because his men, if he, you know, what I'm saying like now we're we're changing his mind and his personality and you know what I mean. He had the personality of I'll do whatever the fuck I want to do because I'm great, right? So who's to say that in 2021 that personality would change and he would start eating keto and start drinking green shakes with pork? I don't think I don't <laughs> fucking know that. Like it just so Listen, now when you add when you add attributes to people, that's when it just gets like that's, that's <clears throat> to me that's very different from saying something that that the way the game is called would allow you know that could next the dots if you say they can't hand check him so he would have an easier way to the basket that doesn't change his game that just changes like what he how he responds to people who are playing him which makes sense to me you know mm-hmm. so yeah. Yeah. it's 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 interesting yeah. but you know the, these debates are are never ending now, if we said michael jordan and larry bird i would go with michael jordan and larry bird no oh jordan and pippen versus jordan. lebron no Pippen no, no, would no. be interesting but but i, I just no. don't any either one of those guys could guard Jordan. That that would be the tough part. Yeah, I think. Oh, for sure. I think for sure, for sure, LeBron in his prime would sit in a chair on Jordan. One thousand percent. He could defend him. Hell yeah! Look how he defends now. Look how look how LeBron is defending now in year eighteen. In year oh, he's, eighteen, he's a great player. He's a great player, but he's he's fifty my- years old, and he's he's the number one defensive. The number one in defensive win shares in the league. This is in year 18. Right, People Michael underestimate Jordan. how how great of the defender that LeBron was in his prime. No, he's an excellent. De- well, see, in his prime was when he was still improving defensively. That's when he kind of got knocked for his defense. And I, in my opinion, he did fix it. But Michael Jordan's a different animal, though, dude. He, that's a different. That's a different thing. My, yeah, I mean, I don't think that any great player in the NBA can stop another great player. You can only slow them down. So I'm yeah, not saying that he. True. I don't think anybody can stop anyone, right? Any, any, any of the when we talk about these top, these Kevin Durant's and the Kobe's, and no one, no one ever stopped them. You just slowed them down. I think LeBron and his prime. Or they had to have an off night. Yeah, or they had to have an off night. Yeah. Did Jordan um, have any off nights? Of course he did, but you let you let them these <laughs> motherfuckers you. on Twitter tell you he was God and he never he never missed a shot, he never missed a game winner, he never had an off night, he never did. Hey man, anything. we grew up in the same neighborhood. I'm always really? gonna be on Jordan's side. Oh, yeah. you guys did Wilmington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you told me about that. Did you ever um see him just walking down the street sometime or something? Like, hey, hey Michael. No, he's way older than I am. <laughs> <laughs> hey Michael. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh there's there's been a lot of signings going on uh in the nfl because free agency hit and shit just started rolling um if you didn't know um alex seller is actually a great gm he is a former fantasy football champion of, yeah. uh, of one of our leagues uh so <laughs> it'll be fun to get his take on some of these signings so bill belichick brings cam newton back and uh and also gets him some help so he brings him back on a one-year 14 million dollar deal um yeah. and they just signed hunter henry they they signed john new smith they signed nelson aguilar which uh, i don't know how much help that is um but hunter I mean, Henry's a target, what do though. you think about the patriots moves that they're making so far I think it's a reach, man. They lost Brady, and now he's just going to try to grab anything he can so that he get some wins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, he's got to do what he got to do. I mean, they need help. Exactly. They, they, they had nothing last year. He got to, he need, they need more than that. They signed the two top tight ends in free agency and Nelson Aguilar. And then they, they got some defensive, <laughs> they got some defensive help that, which was great. But I'm, I'm, at, I'm seeing the signings that they did. They spent the most, the most money in this past couple days of free agency than they spent 
the almost in the entire time in any year that that um Tom Brady was there. Um, God, so he man. he I'm, he obviously knows that they got work to do and that Cam needed help, which I've been saying about Cam. You know, we were talking about the other day what we thought about Cam coming back and what we thought Cam was capable to do if he went to another team. And I said he needs help. It's hard to judge a quarterback who's throwing to a bunch of dead bodies in and air. Not, it's, it's not hard for me, yeah. and, I, and I love Cam, but Tom Brady needed help for five or six years and went to two or three. But he didn't need. He never needed as much. Tom he Brady never played on a, the team as was, depleted as they were last year. Pretty close. It was pretty close. <coughs> I, I don't, this, is my, this is my thing. I think Cam's plenty capable that if he had a lot a lot of weapons around him and enough of an O-line and enough of a defense, they can absolutely be back in the playoffs. But I don't think that's going to happen overnight, obviously. But I think what we're going to see right now is Belichick, who I do think he should be considered the greatest coach ever. I do think he's an incredible coach. But you're going to see right now that you can only deal with what you got on the field. And when you – you don't have Tom Brady anymore, and instead it's Cam Newton there. That's a glaring difference. And until you can get, until you can draft better, because that's not that has not been a strong point, or get do free agency better, we're gonna see we're gonna see the no Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, until he can get somebody else in there that can that can run the system the way he needs it to be run. Real quick, we are kind of simulcasting on the sports version of Clubhouse. We are yeah. on. It's called Locker Room. A uh, shout out uh, to. Um, uh daniel uh howard and patrick who are howard daniel who's joining us in the room um real quick just to give some Did comments. He hear what he said about his Celtic? How howard said <laughs> bill belichick is pissed howard says bill, bill belichick is pissed and uh he doesn't trust um in the development of his of his backups i uh you know bill belichick knows that <laughs> that he Patrick said, yo, what'd he say? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, Patrick, you're going to have to go back and, 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 and rewind the tape because we, we already hit the, the, the basketball, the Celtics segment. I'm going to let him know what you said just to really piss. No, I'm just kidding. Patrick, <laughs> but, but, probably what you're already thinking. And shout out to our buddy Rhino, who's a huge uh, Boston um, yeah. and New England area fan. But he's just saying that the Celtics fan are probably very disappointed right now because you yeah, guys thought, it, as we thought, that they would be near the top of the East, more consistent, ready to compete for a championship. And right now they're looking a little shaky. True. Yeah, true. Yeah. But 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 Bill Belichick, <coughs> Bill Belichick is pissed, um, which I, I agree, Howard. I think he is pissed at, at what happened last year. And 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 I think the the development of the, the players that they brought in. But again, they didn't have a lot of help. And I think he went to get Cam some help, which he needed. Cam desperately needed help. You can't really, it's, hard, yeah, to, it's hard to judge a quarterback when he doesn't have, you know, anything to throw to the tight ends that they had. They had the weakest tight end corp who I, we can't even remember the name of some of those guys um, that, they, <laughs> that he was throwing to last year. And now he goes and gets them the two top free agent tight ends. Hunter Henry is a beast of of an ad that's a great ad for him and and cam had his best years when he was throwing to who greg olsen right yeah so, so now you bring cam back in a situation where he's going to be comfortable he's going to get some more time in the offseason um he'll get some you know if if nelson aguilar is a big upgrade over what you had you know that your situation was really bad in a piss poor uh uh wide receiver court so that just shows how bad they were in the talent department last season you know what i mean uh, uh yeah for the patriots so so they definitely needed that but there were some more um free agent signings ryan Fitzpatrick signed a one-year 10 million dollar deal 
with Washington, formerly uh, Redskins team. <laughs> um, and then you had the Seahawks running back Carlos Hyde uh, reach an agreement with the Jaguars uh, on a two-year, $6 million deal. And then you had Drew Brees. Who, <laughs> Drew Brees. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. The Carlos Hyde deal might be, I mean, you know, we don't know. If the Jags get Trevor You're talking Lawrence, about Jaguars, they're in the Canadian Football League, right? No, 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 no. If the Jags get XFL team, did they win? The <laughs> no, no, no. If the Jags, <laughs> if the Jags get Trevor Lawrence, right, and then they have they bring in Carlos Hyde, they might be building something over there. You know, I, I give you the XFL. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't right now. Uh, Patrick says Patrick says the Jags will be 500 or better team next year. I agree, Patrick. I think that. Uh, the Jags might be – I think the Carlos Hyde thing is a nice ad, and I don't know what the Seahawks are doing. They're supposed to be making Russell Wilson happy, and it looks like they're just pissing him off more. Yeah, they're not doing that. <laughs> also, also, Patrick, I hope Trent Williams doesn't land anywhere except where he already is. We don't want to lose him, but he does want a lot of money. But I'm hearing the Niners have a huge, like, $80 million deal in place for him. We can't, oh, lose, we can't lose Trent Williams. We need him. Yeah, the, the Niners need all the help they can get. So I'm not sure what they're doing. And, and it doesn't seem like they're doing a lot in uh it doesn't seem like they're doing a lot in free agency. So we'll see what happens. Drew Brees retired. So shout out Drew Drew, Drew Brees, rest in peace. Um Jameis Winston signs a one-year deal with the Saints uh for about 12 million. Listen, man, I think that this I think that I think that surprisingly the Saints will be a little bit better this year with Jameis Winston than they were with Drew Brees last year. How dare you? Yeah. How dare you? Yeah. He's so hit or miss, man. Is either so, on or off. He was not good. He was not yeah. good. He was not good. Jameis, <laughs> are you talking about Jameis Winston or Drew Brees, Alex? I'm talking about No, I'm talking about Jameis Winston. He's either yeah, on or right. off. And he's off more than he's on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I'm not a believer. I like Jameis Winston. I, 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 may, I still watch the video where he did the who's, hung, who's hungry and starts licking his fingers really weird. Like, but I just, I'm not a believer. I, I think I think that um, I think that, you know, obviously overall, uh, Drew Brees is a better quarterback. But I think at times when they really needed to go for it and be and they needed a gun slinger and they needed to take shots down the field. Um, they didn't have that, and it's because Drew Brees wasn't really the Drew Brees that that we thought he was going to be. And I think that in certain spots, Jameis could have really helped them get a little bit further last year. So we'll see. It'll be interesting to see. It seems like you know they gave him twelve million. It seems like he's going to go in and be the starter. They they aren't really officially calling him the starter. It seems like they're just kind of like you know making it like there'll be a, a quarterback competition between him. <laughs> And uh, the second coming of Tim Tebow over there, um, but I'm gonna uh, have to disagree with you. Saying hearing hearing that Jameis Winston could have helped anything having to do with football. <laughs> you guys gotta stop shitting on Jameis Winston. I just, I just, I'm not. I saw too much. You I guys saw have too to. Much. I just give, give Jameis a chance and uh and, and let's let's see what he does this year. Um, okay, so it is March, which means that it is also March Madness, which means the NCAA tournament is underway. Me and JT filled out a bracket. We uh we will be keeping track of our points as they go along. This should be interesting because neither one of us have watched 
two minutes of any college <laughs> basketball this year. I haven't year. watched two seconds of a basketball. I haven't watched a highlight. Uh, me either. Which which goes to talk about what we were talking about last week about, you know, all of the big name college kids and, and or high school kids kind of going elsewhere and it hurting the lore of, you know, um, watching NCAA basketball in the regular season where like, you know, I remember a year ago, I would tune in to see Zion play on a Wednesday night or no, I just think there's not, no one's even talking about it. I mean, I'm also, but that's why, that's why no one's talking about it. Yeah, but there's still a lot of talent in college. Like, I would normally... There's just not a lot of big names. In a normal year, I would be all about Gonzaga, all hyped on Gonzaga right now. Like, a small school that's been good for a long time, has a chance to win it all. Like, I'd be all into it. You know what I mean? But I just... Yeah, I, I think there's not... People aren't talking about it a lot because there's not a lot of big... There's There was a lot of big names to talk about the year prior and the year before that. And there's not a lot of big names um, to talk about, you know, that, that's the, that's the situation that, that kind of, you know, we're in right now. Um, so we'll start with my bracket. I pulled my bracket up. Uh, my bracket has, uh, my, so let's start with the, what's that? The elite eight, right? The elite eight. So I have Gonzaga, Iowa, um, Baylor, Ohio state. And then I have uh, Michigan, Texas, Oklahoma, and San Diego. San Diego um, is my little my little sleeper there. I have San Diego make, making it to the, <coughs> the final four, actually. Alma mater so, of Kawhi Leonard. Alma mater of Kawhi Leonard. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. And then I have uh, my final four, Iowa, Baylor, Michigan, San Diego. And then I have uh, Iowa and Baylor squaring off in a championship with Baylor winning. JT, let's see where yours is. Pull up your. Yeah, that is a massive bracket. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, mean. It's a massive bracket of teams that I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. At all. Let me yeah. bring mine up. But I, I went crazy with mine because I was like, look. Hold on. Let me share this here. I was like, look, we don't we, we don't have any idea. So I'm just going to go big. I'm going to do some crazy shit. We'll, do, we'll just go with Elite Eight here, who, who some Cinderella's would be. I mean, I, I have Creighton. They're the five, not necessarily Cinderella. They're going up against Gonzaga. I've got Oregon um, getting by Kansas in the Elite Eight to meet Gonzaga um, in the Final Four. I've got Colgate making a huge Cinderella run all the way to the Final Four. So so your sleeper is, is Colgate. My sleeper is San Diego. Um, so we'll, we'll keep an eye on those two because yeah. those, are, those are our two sleepers. I picked Colgate because I'm pretty sure um, Adonal Foyle went to Colgate, I think. And I also love their toothpaste. So that's why I went with Colgate. There you go. And let's see. I got Wisconsin knocking off number one Baylor. Big upset, but not really because Wisconsin's got a great program and Baylor hasn't won anything outside of women's sports in like 35 years. Yeah. And then we've got, let's see here. I've got Virginia Tech losing to Ohio State. Let's see here. I got Loyola, Chicago, shocking, even though they're a higher seed, shocking Georgia Tech, alma mater of Chris Paul. Uh, Liberty, another another Cinderella going all yeah, the that's way. that's a little Cinderella. Defeating, defeating Illinois. I don't even know where the hell Liberty is, Joe. Where I is don't it? either. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. I could not tell you. I could not tell you. Illinois, and then they're going to go to <laughs> West Virginia. So yeah. says me. Um, and let's oh, see. wow. And then, and you're final four: Wisconsin, West Virginia. You got um, uh, Gonzaga, Michigan. Michigan. 
Those are not, those are safe. That's number one and the number one. But I, Gonzaga winning the whole thing, finally, finally getting coach, whatever the hell his name is, that's been there forever and had a great program, finally getting his. <laughs> his uh, yeah, I'm, I almost, I picked Gonzaga last year, which obviously didn't pan out for me. So I like, I like Gonzaga this year. I think I was, when the way my matchup just kind of, came out I, I came out with um Baylor winning it which I think is a, I think Gonzaga is a, a solid pick um I also like my Baylor pick um who was it Howard over here in uh in our locker room uh broadcast said his sleeper is Georgetown um but oh, hell. I had I had George I had Georgetown, I think, winning a couple games. They're, they're, I, I think mean, Georgetown yeah I, it should Georgetown be considered a sleeper though? Well they're low they're low ranked and What's their um, rank, and again, it's hard to say because I have no idea who's on that team. Yeah, <laughs> no idea what their squad looks like. I have no idea what their record is, but Same. whatever. George, yeah. I love George. So, so we'll see, and we'll pay attention to uh, the game start in about a week, I think. Um, so we'll pay attention to to how these points to, to you know tally up. Um, you get you know regardless of you know. Uh, whether your picks pan out they give you points on the espn tournament app they give you points so we'll see who has the most points and we should i don't know put a wager on that or something like that um okay let's get to this rapid fire close and get on out of here lebron james joins the Fenway <coughs> group making him part owner of the red sox which is interesting that just yeah, happened. How, howard howard chimed in here yeah chris paul went to georgia tech i, I said no howard. chris paul went to wake <laughs> Chris Paul went to Wake Forest. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Chris, but did Chris Bosch also go to Wake? Oh, I don't know. I don't think so. I know uh, Tim Duncan went to Wake Forest. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I'm thinking of Stephen Marbury. He went to Georgia Tech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Allen Iverson. Oh, Alan no. Iverson went to Georgetown. Georgetown. That's what we were just talking about Georgetown, though. So that's why. Oh, yeah, yeah. Howard says uh, Chris Bosch went to, went to Georgia Tech. Gotcha. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, you're right. Um, okay. Yeah, LeBron joins the Fenway group and uh he becomes a part owner of the uh the Red Sox. So shout out to LeBron. He's already he's still playing, but he's uh already starting his ownership thing. Hopefully he's a better owner than Michael Jordan because he's better at everything else than Michael Jordan. That's crazy because he's a Yankees fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what but say, really what did he just say about Michael Jordan? I said uh, hopefully Same he's thing a better, he always does. Oh, hopefully he's a better owner than Michael Jordan because he's better <laughs> at everything else than Michael Jordan. And oh, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan is also already not a not a great owner. So we'll see how that goes. It's, it's not paying out. He he, he doesn't well, seem like he's going to beat LeBron in that either. Owns, at least he owns a team in a sport that he understands. <laughs> well, first of all, excuse you, uh, LeBron James is very is is very knowledgeable about baseball. Okay. <laughs> He knows that if you have enough money, you can own the team. Uh, Tyson Fury <laughs> and Anthony Joshua signed a two-fight deal to unify the heavyweight titles. So this is that's going to be awesome. Finally, yes, finally, man. I am a huge Tyson Fury fan. Yeah, and I think the old man. I really get to say Anthony Joshua might take him in this first one. Really? The only I man. I think so. I, I, I mean. I don't Tyson believe in Anthony Joshua at all. Really? I don't believe in him at all. At all. The, what? Did you see that fat guy knock him out? 
<laughs> yes. Ain't no way I'm picking him ever again. I can't unsee it. It happened. First of all, Andy Ruiz, that fat guy, how dare you? Nickname <laughs> the Destroyer. That's the name of his wife's vibrator. <laughs> Is a beast. And I'm going to say something about the heavyweight division that makes me very, 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 very happy for boxing and for myself. Is that we've been in an era where they have not made fights. At least not when the fights should be made. And now we're getting Deontay Wilder not rematching Tyson Fury, which is a bit of a surprise. But That's what I don't like about this. But he is going to go fight one of the top guys in the world, and it's getting done. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Joshua Fury's getting done, and and they're two. It's a two-fight deal. They're going to fight twice, so we're going to see who the best is. And then, meanwhile, Deontay and Tyson Fury can always be there because a lot of people feel Deontay won the first one anyway. Because he basically killed him, even though he got up like the Undertaker, and then Tyson Fury clearly won the second one. I mean, this is what boxing is supposed to be. What yeah. UFC is, we want to see the fucking. Yeah, fight. this we is all. Want- I, this is all we wanted to see. This is what. Yep. We want. Is it too much to ask for to just get the fights when we want the fights when these guys are in their prime? Because it's not we- even a lot of them. No, no, not at all. Fucking fights when they're supposed to fucking happen. <laughs> Why right. is my voice so high? <laughs> yeah, I, I literally, <laughs> if you ask me, you know, what, what fights do you want to see as far as the heavyweight division? I would have told you one of two fights. I would have said Tyson fighting Wilder again or Tyson fighting Joshua. That's it. I would, I, there wouldn't, or, you or, know, there wouldn't have been or, anything else. Or Deontay fighting anybody because he knocks everybody out. Or Deontay fighting Anthony, but it was. I would want to see him fight Tyson Fury again, man. Yeah, I would, they I would called pay, that last fight too early. I would no, he was gonna die. I would pay money to see Deontay Wilder fight my grandmother. That's how much I love <laughs> Wilder. That's ruthless. That's savage. That's savage. Uh, I, I think that I think that um, I'm, I'm excited that we're finally gonna get one of the marquee fights. Like I don't want to see. Tyson Fury fight another, you know, Anthony Ruiz or some guy from from Ralph's or the dollar store. <laughs> you know, I, I'm tired of seeing those fights. Like I've been more interested in watching Mike Tyson fight some other old ass fighter. Like, you know what I mean? I want to see these guys Hell yeah. actually fight for the for the belt and 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 really big up the division. Um, and so it's cool. I I, I think that I really want to see the Wilder Tyson Fury fight the the, re, the rematch but i'll take this anthony joshua thing i think anthony joshua is a pussy like i just don't I, i'm sorry but i don't believe in him at all i think he ran from the wilder fight he's been running from it i think he ran from this fury fight until he couldn't run anymore and i hope tyson fury knocks him out and so we don't have to talk about this guy anymore he can go be a bloke over there in london or wherever he's from and, and do whatever he wants to do because i'm over it Okay. I uh, I too would have ran from both of those fights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even a boxer. I've ran from those fights multiple times. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to make a prediction here. I think Tyson Fury is going to run the table. I think he's going to crush everybody in dominating fashion. And I think he's going to immediately, once he finishes Joshua, and I would say Wilder one more time, will be talked about as possibly the greatest heavyweight boxer of all time. I think he has to... He has to... He, he, these next fights are going to be important. He has to really dominate Anthony Joshua, and then he has to beat Wilder again, and and he would have to win that in a convincing fashion to me. Well, yeah. 
Well, would he though? Would he already? I think so. He already dominated him one fight. Dom- yeah, but he but he also died in another fight, so it's a while. <laughs> like, you That's know. true. But but he but he didn't die. That's the crazy thing though. He but got, did you got die? Back up. But, got up. but did you die? <laughs> uh, okay I, mean, uh, I just like the underdog for it man yeah it would be awesome to see him win i think yeah yeah uh, hopefully they 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 uh, set these dates quick so we can see him um the bucks william, extend the bucks ex- what'd you say we got william in the room what's up what's william? up what's up william welcome in um the bucks uh have extended tom brady uh to 2022 <laughs> Um, giving him a $20 million signing bonus to lessen their cap hit so they can try to shore up some of these other uh, free agencies that they had. Yeah, yes. They, yeah. Because they're not stupid. <laughs> yeah, they're not stupid. Yeah, they. It was, it was really a money thing for them because they had to re-sign Shaq Barrett and all these other free agencies. They're probably going to lose in Dominican Sioux um because he's going to want to get paid. They can't pay everybody. They got to bring back Antonio Brown. Um, they brought back Gronk, um, and and it's going to be cap hit after cap hit. So, who who knows what's going to happen with them in free agency because they haven't really been active as far as like free agents that haven't already been on the team. Um, and we talk about win chips. You don't need to. Yeah, but that's you do need to because that's the Super Bowl hangover. The Super Bowl hangover is not getting better, and everybody else got sure. better. Everybody else getting better for sure. But you also got OJ Howard coming back. I think they lost one of their key defensive guys near the end of the year. So, yeah, yeah uh, he might be winning championships till he's fifty. I don't know about that. Um, so we got we got to talk about uh, real quick the this this the Grammys were this past weekend. Um, they did it a virtual thing, which is kind of weird, um, kind of cool at the same time. Uh, but every year they're doing this. Everybody does this this Grammy snub uproar uproar mess where everybody's upset and and everybody's coming out. You know, the weekend came out and it's fuck the Grammys, and then Lil Wayne is fuck the Grammys, and uh, uh, Nicki Minaj is fuck the Grammys. Everybody's fuck the Grammys until they win one. Yeah, until they're nominated. Until they're nominated, then it's not. As a recording artist, I think the Grammys are bullshit. I think they can shove all their awards up their ass, and I really, really hope to be nominated and win one one day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, along with every other recording, like, <laughs> like what? I just, I'm, I'm, I'm over this thing of if I don't win a Grammy, there's something wrong with them. Yeah, everybody's owed something, man. Everybody is owed something, and I yep. just, I don't get it. Like everybody can't win. Every if everybody won, they would just be participation trophies, dude, and it, it wouldn't mean anything. It's that, all, yep. it's all the dude. It's political. It's the same thing we saw with COVID. Why people get so extreme on each side? It's because it's being politicized on both sides. So instead yeah. of getting the real shit, so we can all make decisions together for the betterment of everybody, it's got to be so extreme on one side. You know what I'm saying? It's the same thing with the Grammys. Or how about the Oscars? The year that we had Denzel and Halle Berry won, like there was never a black actor that should have won best fucking actor before. We we just had to, and they put in great performances, but they had to win that year because that was the year that black people had to win. No, every year was a year that black people could have won. Yeah. But instead we're sitting here overdoing it, just like we're going to do for shit like the Grammys when Nora Jones wins or, and not that she didn't make good music or Taylor Swift wins, Taylor Swift, but 
there's other pieces of work going out there that probably yeah. deserve it more. But because of issues that happened that year or a movie that came out that fit the song and all this bullshit, that's what's going to win. But I want people to make up their mind of what they want, right? Because that, that was a, you brought up the Nora Jones and that's what same, I, you know. the same thing happened with, um, I can't remember the, the girl who won, she's from Berkeley too, the bass player from Berkeley. I can't believe I'm forgetting her name, but she won best artist, best oh, new great. artist in the year that, that Bieber was up for it. And yeah. she got destroyed as if she gave herself the Grammy. She got <laughs> destroyed. The fuck? She got destroyed for it, right? And so people are going, do you want it to be a popularity contest or do you want it to be about the music and on merit, right? Because you get upset when your favorite artist doesn't win a Grammy, but then when a guy who you've never heard of whose music might be amazing won a Grammy, you're also upset, right? So I people just want to be pissed off. Like, I don't know... I don't know. This, this is an issue that I will say is a legitimate <clears throat> issue in that do you give it to somebody like 50 Cent or Kanye who, who came out and did historical things, one with numbers, which means the people are feeling the music, first of all, and second of all, doing things that have never been done even musically, which Kanye has definitely done and plenty of artists have definitely done, or do you give it to the different thing that was bold enough to be different and unique and just was great do you give it to the best work like steely dan yeah, see, to me to me to the best shit to me to me if you know the inner workings of the music industry you giving numbers to me about a about how much a song did doesn't move me and it doesn't tell me that it's a good song it tells me that that song had a lot of money behind it had a lot of powerful players behind right. it and a lot of people who pushed buttons to get a song there right, right? But what if, but, but what if it's like Kanye who did amazing numbers but also was doing musical shit that hadn't been done before? there, there there's there's definitely right. nuance, there's definitely nuance to it but when you're a Nicki Minaj fan and all you want to do is tell me how many how how many times her album went platinum and and that's the reason why it should have won it's not a numbers contest. If that, if it, that's, that's an award, there's an award for that. It's called the Nielsen sound scan award. And they give you an award for winning, for going platinum 20 times, right? That's the plaque yeah. that goes on your wall, right? That's not the Grammys. And if we wanted the, it would be, it turns into a different award when we start complaining about, I sold 10 million records. How come I didn't win a Grammy? That's the weekend's issue. The weekend was pit and now he's fucked the Grammys because he he has a gazillion spins and wasn't nominated. Well, you're not nominated because there were better there was better music. And is there a pol is is there a political side to it? One hundred percent. Just like there's a political side to everything on earth, right? Do you have to? Yes. There is a committee, right? And my boss is a part of the committee. Full disclosure. Uh, my boss at the label that I do A and R for at Deep Row Records, Adam Anders, is a voter, right? He's one of the few voters that. I know about that. I, that I know their name. Like I know the people who are voting on these Grammys. I used to actually, when I was an intern, not an intern, but I went out when I had just started for him, I used to, it used to actually be my job to deliver his vote downtown to the recording Academy's office. Right. And so I know that there is a, a, a certain amount of shaking hands and kissing babies that, that has to go on for you to maybe be a little bit seen in a favorable light. Right. But that this that's true in every aspect of life, right? Oh, for sure. for in sure. every aspect of life. So the sure. idea that the Grammys should be set apart in the only organization in life 
where there is no finessing, there is no shaking hands. Uh, it's the reason why Alicia is nominated every else. year, even though she mm -hmm. doesn't put out music, she hasn't put out a song <laughs> in, in 20 years. Somehow she's won, she wins 10 Grammys every year. I'm gonna say this. Kurt plays for. I'm gonna say. <laughs> I'm gonna say this because I'm at one percent battery and I'm about it's about to die. Okay. But I would like to say finishing on the Grammys, if Bruno Mars, Chris Stapleton, Jay-Z, or Beyonce releases an album on any given year and they don't win album of the year or at least song of the year, y'all are stupid and fucking assholes. No, no. It cannot yeah. it cannot work like that, but, but <laughs> yes, it can work it like that. It cannot work like that. Yes, it can. But uh, with that being said, um, Alex Seller, thank you so much for uh, joining the show today. Um, please tell the Hell people yeah. where they can uh, watch and and subscribe and support anything that you got coming up. Uh, my Instagram. Well, I'm actually not that great with it. Uh, I play <laughs> guitar for Sam Grill. You can look at his. <laughs> <laughs> you can look at his. Um, yeah, I, I post like once a month. <laughs> there it is. Um, so you can you can follow follow him. What is your Instagram and your Facebook? It's uh, at Alex underscore seller. Okay, at Alex underscore seller. Um, for JT Harker, he's at JT Harker on Instagram, and you can just search JT Harker H A R K E R on all other social media. Um, I'm at Joe Connor thirty three on everything, pretty much. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe to us on YouTube. Um, we are recording this on YouTube as of right now, and it will uh, go live uh, on, on YouTube tomorrow. So make sure you guys check that out. Um, join us next time. We'll be doing this. Uh, this was our first time going live uh, on Locker Room, which is the sports version of uh, Clubhouse, pretty much. So um, join us next, next time, next Tuesday. We'll be here, same time, live, uh, recording the podcast and going live on locker room it was fun thank you howard thank you uh to some of the other guys who chimed in joshua patrick who joined us on locker room thank you guys make sure you go to wherever you get your podcast whether it's spotify iheart and or whatever and give us a follow um and stream and check out the full show some of you guys popped in and out so um thank you uh for that and just make sure you go follow and support us on these other platforms whether it be instagram facebook youtube spotify wherever you can get us um, make sure you go and support. Um, thank you, Alex Seller. Uh, JT, uh, it ha had to uh, exit a little early, so um, he thanks you as well. Thank you guys for listening. We will be back next week. Until next time, be safe and be great. Peace. Peace.